The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday, and welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, and we are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Jerry, are you warm? Uh, I'm <laughs> as warm as I can be in the studio. Yeah, no, it's uh, we're getting a storm coming down from the north through Oklahoma. I heard it was uh, sleeting in Oklahoma, and it's headed here uh, in the northern parts of Texas. It's already here, so oh yeah, it's, every- it's flurrying a little bit here already. Oh, is it? Yep. Yeah, everybody's everybody's getting ready. So I want to remind everyone to please, please keep their pets warm. Get them indoors. Don't let them suffer in this weather. You know, uh, I was um, and and just take care of them properly. And, uh, you know, right now, uh, Dallas Dogger is in critical condition, needing homes, foster homes for animals. They got 49 back just in the last, I think, couple of weeks. I received a text message from Patty Dawson, the founder, this morning. So, everyone, do your part to pick in, and please don't adopt. I mean, please don't shop. (laughs) Adopt. Sorry, I said that backwards. Adopt, don't shop. Uh, Yes, adopt, don't shop. But we've got a great show. It's Monday. Always have the Children's Health Defense and Mary Holland with us on Mondays. Mary, are you there? I am here. And how's the weather where you are, Mary? <laughs> I know it's warm where I am. I'm in New York and it's quite warm. So. Wow. Well, that's good. That's that's awesome. So enjoy it. Uh, we're going to freeze here for a couple of days in Texas, but, you know, keeps you strong, right? Keeps you on your toes. I know you are. <laughs> I know Texans. I know. Well, you actually, were you born and raised here, or your parents were born and raised here, right? They lived. Yeah, my mom uh, was from Roy City, from Nevada, Texas, outside Dallas, so I visited a lot. Wow. That is literally like, well, 15 miles down the road from where I am. That's how close I am. Off of 30. It's right down Interstate 30, uh, heading uh, heading east. But it's great to have you with us. It always is. So you've got a little Texan blood in you. Um, I do. (laughs) Well, that's good. You know, I got here as fast as I can. I'm a New York girl, but uh, I love Texas. I do. And it's been home to me for many, many years. But love having you on the show and talking about the most read news and views of the week with Mary Holland and the Children's Health Defense. Uh, If you're listening for the first time and maybe have not had the pleasure of listening to Mary. Mary Holland serves as president and general counsel of Children's Health Defense. She left the faculty of New York uh, University School of Law, where she served for 17 years most recently, directing its graduate lawyering program. And Mary received her Master of Arts and Juris Doctor degrees from Columbia University and her undergraduate degree from Harvard. She has worked in international public and private law, and she is the co-author as well a vaccine epidemic and the HPV vaccine on trial seeking justice for a generation betrayed. Their website is simply childrenshealthdefense.org. All right. Are you ready? We've got some really fantastic uh, stuff to talk about today. We do. Okay. So let's go to the first headline, everyone. The Wall Street Journal or the WASJ slams vaccine makers, federal agencies for pushing boosters as FDA concedes data are complicated. 
Mary, what did the Wall Street Journal say in their piece? And did you do you, did did they really come down hard on them, or are they just uh, waking up, or is this just another chess move in this very complicated game? Why is the data complicated? So this is an editorial by Alicia Finley, who's on the editorial board. This is her op-ed piece. And I think it's a serious piece, Bernadette. So she lays out three grounds on which these uh, boosters make no sense. The virus, one, the virus evolves faster than the uh, vaccine can keep up with it. Two, mm-hmm. We know that there's something called original antigenic sin. Once you program your body to respond to a particular virus or strain, it's not going to be very good at responding to other ones because all this is mutating. It's a problem. And three, these boosters wane unbelievably. Their effectiveness wanes unbelievably quickly. It's within Mm -hmm. months, if not weeks. So she points to a couple New England Journal articles and She says uh, there's actually even within the mainstream scientific and medical community, there's a growing consensus that we need better vaccines. This article came out on Monday in advance of the FDA's expert committee meeting last Thursday. They did approve of the boosters, which have never been tested on humans, uh, to recommend them basically to everybody. I think the Wall Street Journal is the only mainstream publication that actually is been pretty critical, and I think they're going to continue to do so. I think Mm. that things are shifting, Bernadette. So why do you think they had a change of heart? Uh, Because they were problematic uh, and and accusing people. Yeah, I I mean, initially. Shift, and they haven't shifted as much as they have to, but I think they see which way the wind is blowing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that I was just seeing an article in Newsweek, another very mainstream publication. They just published today, or I saw it today, an editorial of somebody who says the, the scientific community made a mistake and they need to acknowledge it. So mm-hmm. the wind is shifting, and I think Wall Street Journal is slightly further out ahead than you know Wall Street than uh, New York Times or mm-hmm. uh, any of the maybe other major as, publications. Yeah, or maybe not as biased. Right. As well. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, um, in, in this article, it talks about that the FDA admits data on boosters is complicated, like we said, um, but it plans to recommend yearly boosters. You and I talked about this over two years ago, and I know you remember, because it, it was one of the first shows we did in 2020 uh, when all of this was was happening. And that was something that we, I mean, I saw it, you saw it, that we could see this happening, that that maybe was their agenda all of, uh, after all, is to replace the flu shot with another shot because so many people were not getting the flu shot anymore because, again, it wasn't safe or effective. And so do you think that's a big piece of this puzzle of why they're pushing this so hard? Well, I think they're normalizing the COVID shot, and so they don't want you to stop getting your flu shot, Bernadette. They want you right. to get both. I mean, that's yeah. really, this is about the money. This is not about your health. And we know that these cumulative vaccines are really harming people's health. Yeah. So, no, they want you to take, and we've talked about this too, they want a flu Rona. They want a flu and a COVID shot combined. Oh, wow. This is wow. what they really want. They, they just want us to move on to annual COVID shots. And then, of course, they're telling us that there will be future pandemics. So then there will be some whole new infectious disease, mm-hmm. but that we will keep going for the adult. Remember, they had really cornered the market on children's vaccines, but they didn't have a lot of uptake in the mm-hmm. adult population except for flu. Now they've got flu. They've got COVID. They've got shingles. They've got pneumonia. They're oh, yeah. really trying to expand into the adult vaccine market. Yeah. 
It's kind of crazy. And then I was reading in the comments tragic stories of like a six-month-old uh, baby who was injected with all these different, you know, uh, he got all kinds of uh, vaccines and died. And then another story of a two-year-old that died, a very similar tragic story. And those are stories that we need to pay attention. You know, I mean, it's just awful. That's tragic when stuff like that happens. I don't know how. We're not looking at this closer as a country and as a world. You know, when you hear stories like that, it could be your baby that it happens to. It's not just some, oh, it happens. No, when it happens to you, it's life-changing and it's wrong. It should not continue. It just really shouldn't. But. Absolutely. And so all of those shots are very hazardous. But when the the government has now recommended these shots for those six months and up, and what's happening, yeah. Bernadette, is they're adding the COVID shot on top of this existing vaccine schedule for babies that mm-hmm. has about 36 shots by the time they're 18 months and they're trying to push an annual COVID shot. Mm -hmm. It's no surprise that this baby died and other babies are going to die if people continue with this. But there are now hundreds and thousands of doctors worldwide who are calling for an immediate halt to the mRNA shots. Mm -hmm. So I think that cry is going to continue to get louder. Yeah, I would I would agree. I think that it is. You know, it's funny because when I'm reading the names off, a lot of them didn't even look familiar to me um, from like, you know, even 15 years ago, 20 years ago, because they're all they are all um, patented now. Right. That's one of the another reason that they want to, uh, you know, capitalize, if you will, on all these vaccines. Right. They can make a lot of money. Sure. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the next story. <laughs> we, we covered that one, I think, uh, long enough. Uh, the next red, uh, headline reads, Breaking Federal Judge Blocks California Law, Punishing Doctors for COVID Misinformation. Mary, this is an incredible win for the Children's Health Defense, right? And for medical doctors, not only in California, but all over the world, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a really important win. So Children's Health Defense represented the Physicians for Informed Consent, our California chapter and Dr. Huang, uh, who's an osteopath in California against this law that says that doctors cannot give, quote unquote, misinformation to their patients. And there were four other cases uh, against this AB 2098 as well. So our case was consolidated with one of the other cases. And fortunately, Judge Shubb, the federal district court judge, granted our preliminary injunction on the basis that this law is likely illegal because his reasoning is that it is vague. There is no clear definition of what is uh, information or what is disinformation, and therefore, under a 14th Amendment due process provision, he believes that we will ultimately win on this case. So the state has, is about to appeal for sure. And so this issue is now going to be litigated further, which mm-hmm. is good. But one of the things that we submitted in our case. Bernadette with a declaration by Dr. Sanjay Verma, a California doctor, who went through chapter and verse how the government narrative has shifted around COVID over the last three years and how, Mm -hmm. in point of fact, it's impossible to say what is the standard of care and what is the scientific census. It's shifting all the time, as it should. And so it's exciting. It's a very clear decision. And now it will go up on appeal. And it's quite likely this case will go to the Supreme Court. We'll see. Wow. But well, it, yeah, it helps. 
right, yeah. so right now, and although they say that it only applies to the plaintiff, the reality is I don't think the state is going to be uh, accusing anybody of misinformation right now because mm-hmm. they don't really know where they stand. So this yeah. is basically this is suspended action and enforcement on this law, which is great. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, it's an example some... for because this is a global trend, Bernadette, yeah. where the medical profession and the powers that be are trying to silence critical doctors. Right. Doctors. Well, that's why I said, you know, that it, it's not just California it affects, but yeah. it, it, it affects the whole world. And and uh, and it is groundbreaking litigation, according to RFK Jr. And the 14th Amendment is also intertwined in the judge in the judge's decision as well. Right. Yeah. Also, the First Amendment, but the judge did not reach his decision on the grounds of free speech and the First Amendment. That's a very complicated area, and the mm-hmm. law in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals is a little bit more unclear than this issue of void for vagueness. There's no real definition of misinformation, so it is impossible for a doctor in California to figure out what can they truthfully say and what can they not mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's they've made it so convoluted. I mean, they even had to change the definition of what a vaccine was. Uh, I, I know everybody, pretty much everybody out there remembers that. What they did that in like twenty, I think at the end of twenty twenty or in early twenty twenty one, right? They changed the right. definition. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we all need to pay strict attention, and I, I need to pay attention to the clock because we need to go to break. But we'll be right back. Everyone stay tuned. More coming up with Mary Holland and the childrenshealthdefense.org. You are listening to One Life Radio. Health, freedom, news, and views with the president of Children's Health Defense, Mary Holland. One Life Radio will be right back. Hey everyone, I have to share a story about how amazing Terraflora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take Terraflora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotic. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care. Her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says Terraflora Advanced Care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. I hear stories like this all the time about Terraflora Advanced Care and all the Terraflora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself, and I encourage everyone to visit Enviromedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's Enviromedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We have Mary Holland with us. She serves as president and general counsel of the Children's Health Defense, and we are going over the most read news and views of the week with Mary and the childrenshealthdefense.org from the Defender newsletter. I encourage you to go to Children's Health 
mentalhealthdefense.org and sign up for the Defender newsletter. It's free and you'll get it in your inbox every Sunday morning. Okay, the third headline from the most read news and views of the week from the Defender newsletter reads, critics say new FDA limits for lead in baby food don't go far enough to protect babies from neurodevelopmental damage. Mary, what do consumers need to be aware of regarding children's baby food? Well, it turns out, Bernadette, that they have high levels of heavy metal toxicity. And for developing infant brains, this is really harmful. Mm-hmm. So the critics, so everybody is basically saying this is a step in the right direction, but it's not enough. And so what the CDC is saying, the FDA is saying, is that this will reduce the levels of heavy metals by about 25%. Um, but there are no safe levels um, of lead and mercury and aluminum, other heavy metals. And um, this regulation, which is voluntary, only deals with lead. Um, So one of the things this article concludes, Bernadette, is that it's possible to put in public comments. You can do that until the end of March, March 27, and they will be hosting a webinar. So I would encourage people who are really interested in this to take a look at the article article. You can find it on the Children's Health Defense website, and that will link you to where you can make a public comment about this. Mm -hmm. How does lead even get in baby food? I mean, it would seem like there would be an easy way to filter it out. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't understand the process because, I mean, I don't think any amount is acceptable. It's not. I mean, it's not. Apparently, this is the most stringent requirement in the world. Apparently, even Europe isn't this high, although I don't know it's the same. I think it comes from the pesticides. I think Mm. it comes from the soil, uh, but largely probably the pesticides that do use heavy metals, and um, it's in the food. Mm -hmm. uh, To me, this is a huge recommendation to parents of infants uh, not to use commercial baby food. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking lead arsenate. Didn't they used to spray that on everything as a weed killer? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, which, which they, the polio epidemic. Yeah, yeah that's right. And people don't think, that, you know, and there's so much information in our history. I'm trying to think what would be the, uh, um, what is his name? I used to, Forrest McReady, is that his name that yeah, wrote the Marie, book? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What, uh, the name of the book. I'm really tired today. Didn't, did, I didn't get a lot of sleep. I can't moth, think of it. Yeah. yeah, the the moth and the iron lung. That's right. I even tweeted that to Mark Cuban once. A couple of years ago when he was really pro-vaccine and I said, Mark, you know, you need to read The Moth and the Iron Lung. I never got a response from it. But when you read books like that, it's really um, (laughs) it's 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 life changing and what how in the understanding of where we are right now. Right. With all the contaminants in our soil and just the overuse of vaccines and the yeah, I mean, it's a great book. I won't go any further with it. Anything else you want to say about the baby food, Mary? No, just uh, be careful what you feed. <laughs> be yeah. careful about what we put in our bodies or in your baby's bodies. Full yeah. stop. Yeah, even you know, I started making dog food. Now that I'm a, <laughs> now that I'm an empty nester, I bought a big pot at Costco, a stock pot, and I bought some oh. uh, organic ground beef and organic carrots and organic peas oh. and and rice. And I made a big pot. Uh, I need to make some more. But you can make your own baby food. Is the point you I'm can. trying to make here, right? Yeah. Um, and protect really your baby. Yeah, and it's not so that hard. It's just so much healthier. I think what we know is these baby foods are not safe. And I think you know, we're indoctrinated, oh, buy Gerber's baby food or buy mm-hmm. so-and-so's baby food. No, you, you you just find out what the right developmental stage, and then you just mash it up yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think that I think that uh, they think they can get away with it, you know, because. Uh, you know, uh, people that have a lot of time on their hands maybe could make ba- a lot of baby food, but a lot of people don't. A lot of mothers have to go right back to work, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, they become the victims of, of this uh, carelessness, if you will, of protecting our, our babies from having lead in their baby food. That should, it should just, it, it, there shouldn't be anything in there <laughs> that could neuro, neurodevelop, affect the neurodevelopment of a baby and damage it. But, uh, but nothing gets changed unless you address it first, right? So at least they are addressing it. That's a step, as you said at the beginning, a step in the right direction. People can all agree with that. Right. Yeah. Okay, the next story headline from the Defender newsletter, most read news and views of the week, reads, Vandava Shiva exposes the billionaire agenda in her latest book, Oneness Versus the 1%. So, Mary, uh, this piece uh, in the, the Defender was written by Dr. Joseph Mercola. What do all of us need to understand about the transfer of wealth that took place during COVID in the past three years, as well as the ongoing transfer of wealth taking place right now? What is the story at a glance? Well, I would say this is the most important article of all of them this week. This is a really in-depth look at what's happened in the last few years. And as Vandana Shiva, who's a really outspoken advocate uh, for freedom in based in India and for uh, health, she says that this is the global this globalization that's been happening for a couple of days is really deregulation of all commerce. It's creating a coercive economy. What we've just experienced in the last three years is the largest wealth transfer in human history. Mm-hmm. She says that in India right now they're seeing attacks on labor laws, environmental laws, farming laws. They're basically attacks on all freedom. And what we're seeing is this kind of merging of agriculture technology and finance. And what we saw, it's, she says it's not really even the 1%, it's the 0.001%. Mm-hmm. And that, for instance, BlackRock, that we know owns stock in every major corporation in America, oh, in yeah. 2022, their wealth went from $1 trillion to $7 trillion. Yeah. And she says um, these, these 0.001% are deliberately trying to get rid of large parts of humanity. First, they're mm-hmm. going to do it through hunger, then through disease, when people are malnourished. Um, And she calls this a colonial franchise. Um, So we were distracted during COVID and we have to protect, uh, we have to protect ourselves. Yeah. And you have to question whether or not we were purposely distracted so that this great reset that they talk about could happen because we were all living in such fear. We weren't paying attention to details and everything moved so fast that no one could really keep up with it. It was very difficult to keep, to keep up with it. You know, for, for the, even the most educated, if you will, right? The most astute minds had trouble keeping up with everything. But I have her book here with me. I bought it, I don't know, about a month ago. Oneness is, uh, versus the 1%, Shattering Illusions, Seeding Freedom, and it is endorsed by Jane Goodall. Uh, she, if you don't know who she is, she's a UN messenger of peace uh, and very famous, a big animal activist. But all of us, she says that all of us who care about the future of planet Earth must be grateful to Vandava Shiva. Her voice is powerful and she is not afraid to tackle those corporate giants that are polluting, degrading, and ultimately destroying the natural world. I couldn't agree more. So you're right. It is the most important story of the week. Mary, I agree with you 100%. (laughs) 
Are you ready to move on? Or would you like I'm to? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to keep us on track here. I'm going to go to bra- break at the half. It's halftime. And when we come back, we'll cover uh, the last uh, six, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, six stories. All right. Everyone stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio and Mary Holland, most read news and views of the week from the childrenshealthdefense.org. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. Crazy Waters benefits have a history that runs deep. The legend is that in 1881, a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long. People began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore. Had the well gotten rid of her crazies? The well became known as the Crazy Well and people from all over flocked to this magical place. Back in 1904, the famous mineral water company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're at the half. Um, we're going through the most read news and views of the week with Mary Holland and the Children's Health Defense.org. Okay, so the next headline reads The Great uh, Food Reset. Who's behind plan to re engineer the global food supply? So, Mary, I think men of a Many of us are so, we're just kind of extremely confused by the global food supply issues, or at least I am, and what's really happening. It's like we don't know who to believe. So what does journalist, uh, journalist James Corbett and Suzanne Burdick, PhD, have to report in this article from the Defender newsletter? So James Corbett has been a reporter on all these issues for a long time, more than 15 years, and I think he's one of the most credible, most insightful journalists out there. And he now has a substack, and so Suzanne is pulling from that. So he says that the players behind this food great reset, the Rockefeller Foundation, Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum, the USAID, these are all long-term players in trying to transform agriculture around the world world and essentially to create a kind of colonial food system and use food as a weapon. And he sees what these groups are doing as a, quote, neo-colonial land grab masquerading as philanthropy. In other words, they're up to no good, Bernadette, and this Mm -hmm. idea that we're all supposed to buy patented foods and we're supposed to eat crickets and we're supposed to love our overlords. uh, This is just awful. It's really, really Mm -hmm. awful stuff. Yeah, it is. So colonial food system, can we can we talk about that? What what is that? What exactly does that mean? Well, I don't think he explains it at great length, but when a country like England used the, you know, the United Colonies had colonies in the United before in the United mm-hmm. States, it's a way for the 
overlord country to extract value and to control the native population. Mm -hmm. So I think the point is they expect, they, they see Rockefeller Foundation, Gates Foundation, and so on as extracting value from Africa, from India, but now from the United States, and not giving back that value to those who are producing it, but in fact using the food supply as a kind of control mechanism or a weapon. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, Henry Kissinger, a very important um, strategist for U.S. global power, yeah. uh, he talked very openly that one can use food as a weapon. One of can course. use oil, fuel as a weapon. And it certainly appears as if Rockefeller, Gates, WEF, they are transforming the food supply. Bill Gates is buying up. He's the biggest land uh, farmland owner in the United States at this point. They're, they're taking control of the food supply so that That's they scary. can use it that as a sense. weapon going forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time it's happened. Uh, I read a, a fa just an incredible book uh, about uh, uh, it was a woman that I can't think of her name of the author right now. I did not have not completed the book, but it's basically her, her personal story about her family being starved to death in China, you know, right. uh, you know, back in like the 30s and 40s. And people don't realize that that kind of stuff happened and oh, it could absolutely. happen again. Right, Mary? We just read the story from Vandana Shiva, who's saying right. they're going to use food and then there's going to be disease. So we already see it in this country. We see the prices for food rising drastically. Mm -hmm. If you really look at just food prices, they appear to be going up 30 to 40 percent already. Oh, everything so food is, is yeah. becoming a very serious um, problem for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. And in this article talking about Bill Gates, it says that Corbett uh, pointed, out, pointed out that Bill Gates Sr. in 2009 admitted he had looked to the Rockefeller Foundation as an example to follow when he helped his son set up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So it comes as no surprise that Bill Gates is heavily invested in the great food reset. So yeah, there it is. I mean, they've been planning this for a while. But, you know, he did that with vaccines, too. I mean, I know people that knew about, you know, him pushing vaccines in third world countries going back, you know, 25 years ago. I've said it on the air before. Um, just people that I know that, you know, that, uh, you know mixed with him and you know that was big then and look where we are now i mean we've got would you say 38 uh, our children received 38 vaccines by 18 months old i mean that's crazy and in fact you know like the japan doesn't and the mmr vaccine let's just use that one that one of many i mean i, I couldn't even read the list they changed so much um but uh you know uh the 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 mmr vaccine i believe that it has been uh not outlawed but i don't know what the word i want to look for here on this but well, they don't it's, use they don't use MMR at all in um, Japan. They don't Japan. vaccinate against yeah. Um, yeah. one of them. They use MR, I think, but they don't do, they don't vaccinate against mumps is, I think, the correct thing. But yeah. yes, there's a lot of distinctions and Japan has a much more conservative vaccine policy and all vaccines in Japan are voluntary. They have very high uptakes, but they have no real mandates in Japan. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it should be, you know. That's the way it should be all over the world. We can use Japan as, as, as an example of, you know, um, the, the proper protocol. Nothing good comes out of forcing anything. I mean, we all know that. And there's, there's, but it's the World Economic Forum. They're, they're heavily involved in this as well, right, Mary? Right, right. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, the, I'm reading here the Eat Forum, Davos for Food, uh, describing itself as the Davos for Food, an organization called uh, called the e- EAT Forum, co-founded by the Welcome Trust, says that the science-based global platform for food system transformation, and it goes on and on and on. We all need to keep our eye on this and, um, and stop it. Stop the train. Okay, so let's go to the next one. I'm looking at the clock. And okay, so our next headline reads, Holocaust survivor Vera Sh- Sharav, Premier's Sharav. Vera Sharav premieres Never Again is now global on CHDTV. This is tonight, Mary, right? The first episode in a five-part docu-series? It starts tonight at 6 p.m. Central, and I highly recommend that people watch it, Bernadette. I've watched the whole thing, and it will be every night this week at the same time. So 6 p.m. it'll be released, and then you can watch it whenever you want. Oh, wow powerful and most people myself included really did not have an adequate understanding that the Holocaust and even World War II the Nazi uh, aggression could not have happened without US commercial engagement the Ford company the GM company IBM were all intimately entwined with supplying the Nazi regime with the uh, computer cards that tracked Jews for the Holocaust, but also with the airplanes and with the trucks. And the Rockefeller Foundation, the Carnegie Corporation, really uh, did all of the uh, original work on eugenics. They gave the ideolo- ideological platform to uh, Hitler for his experiment with the, with the uh, Aryan race. Mm-hmm. And you can see so many similarities. I see it with the, you know, that the stage was set by fear-mongering and hate-mongering propaganda, you know, uh, and and pitting us against one another. I mean, they've certainly done that. They've done it with race. They've done it with, they've done it with the vaccines. I mean, it's just, we've become so polarized and, um, and it's... It's not good. It's not good. Well, it's um, a really remarkable film. So Vera interviews 32 Holocaust survivors, elderly mm-hmm. people, or their direct descendants, and you learn what their perceptions are of what is going on today and how they believe it relates to what happened in the 1930s before mm-hmm. the Holocaust. It's well worth watching, Bernadette. It's oh, very I- powerful. It's not easy material, but it's necessary. It's the real history. Well, that's why we have the museums, <laughs> you know, in Washington, D.C., I might add. There's a beautiful Holocaust mu- museum. I did not get to visit it when I was there, but I will the next time I go. And it is a reminder to everyone to never let that happen again. And I said this last week, and I got this from the book, The Nuremberg Code. It's the 75th anniversary commemorative edition. And the commentary is by Vera Sharav. And, uh, you know, in this book, they write that the Holocaust, I said this last week, was preceded by nine years of incremental uh, restrictions on personal personal freedom, and then the suspension of legal rights and civil rights. And they say in this book also, uh, this, uh, this little pamphlet, that the real viral disease that infected Nazi Germany is eugenics, like you just said. So we need to pay attention. It's, uh, you know, it's important. <laughs> we don't want the Holocaust again, but you can definitely see the similarities. Um, so I will be watching tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, and it, there's a five-part series. It's on, is it going to be on every Monday for the next five weeks, Mary? No, it's on every night this week, Monday oh, through every. Friday. 
Oh, wow. Glad I clarified that. And so, yeah, I'll be watching. I hope everybody out there listening will as well. Uh, the next headline reads, and this is, I love the story. I love Bernie Sanders. Uh, Ber- Sanders blasts Big Pharma greed in Fox News op-ed. Mary, you know, I, I know a lot of people, you know, call Bernie Sanders a socialist. But like I just said, I personally have always loved his courage and spunk. So what did Senator Bernie Sanders have to say on Fox News? Well, he published an editorial. He uh, is now becoming the chair of the Senate Health Committee. And he says that the U.S. is just completely out to lunch in in uh, its drug pricing, that we have given in to corporate greed. He points out that Oh, almost half of all new drugs, Bernadette, cost over $150,000 a year. I mean, that's just um, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And so he explains this as it's all about the money, and Congress can, in fact, stop this. Congress could pass a law that says we in the United States can't pay more for these drugs than people pay in Western Europe, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so let's see what happens. Yeah. I think it's, I, I, I love his bravery and his spunk, like I said, you know, and I, it is something that needs addressed. First of all, we're taking may, many, m, way too many prescription drugs, but I feel that's a result of, you know, our lifestyle, our diet, our food is contaminated and we're sick as a nation. I don't remember what art, article I read that in this week too, from the Defender newsletter, but it's all related, right, Mary? I mean, it, it really Ab- is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, um, We're going to go to break. (laughs) We'll be right back. More coming up with Mary Holland. We've got a few more stories to cover from the children's healthdefense.org. Most read news and views of the week. Stay tuned, everyone. More coming up with Mary Holland. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The courage to face COVID-19, preventing hospitalization and death while battling the biopharmaceutical complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and The Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Mary Holland serves as president and general counsel of the Children's Health Defense. Uh, And uh, you can find Mary at childrenshealthdefense.org. We're going over the most read news and views of the week from the childrenshealthdefense.org. Okay, so the next story is CHD sues FDA to obtain documents related to VAERS reports on COVID vaccine injury deaths. This story was written by the Defender staff. Mary, what do we need to know about this about this piece? Well, 
Children's Health Defense, like many other organizations, has been submitting Freedom of Information Act requests to many government agencies. We, we have a right uh, as taxpayers and citizens to get access to information. Um, <clears throat> and this is the first lawsuit we've filed where the FDA is failing to provide us with data about injuries from the COVID shots that they are responsible to provide to the public. They've said that they would provide it to the public, and they haven't done so. And it's very important. Um, why are they not doing it? I think they're not doing it because I think the data looks really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, excuse me, we've got to hold their feet to the fire, and so that's what we're doing with this lawsuit. Yeah. No, the injuries are bad, and a lot of them don't even get reported. People don't under... No one even knew what the VAERS uh, system was or the, you know, vaccine uh, adverse... Uh, right. uh, uh, they didn't even know what it was. So vaccine advance... Excuse me. I am so tired. of Apologies, everyone. My brain is, is really tired today. I uh, had a... Had a <laughs> just didn't sleep well last night, and you can tell. But uh, the VAERS, okay, so the... Um, is something that... You know, we didn't even know what it was a few years ago. And the and the big and is that it's not even accurate. It's so underreported, right? These adverse events um, right. reporting system, a vaccine adverse event reporting system. That's what it stands for. That's the acronym. You know, they're not even correct numbers. And they have admitted that, but still they've never even changed it. And that was what back in when was it the, the piece with uh Oh, my gosh. What was the reporter's name? I can't uh, think of it right now that Robert Robert F. Kennedy Jr., you know, basically called him out on it and said, you know, you had a chance to blow this thing wide open and he didn't. Uh, What is his name? Oh, I I know you mean. I can't remember his name either on on, uh, mainstream media. That was more a little different. That was Simpsonwood. Um, But, yeah, the VAERS reporting system is not accurate. We all understand that. But it is the only publicly available system and the CDC and the FDA are doing testing and review of that data but they're not making it available as they have said that they would and as they're required to do and as Dr. Nass who's a commentator in this article says they've really reneged on their mission they're really they are puppets of the pharmaceutical industry at this point oh, they're they not are. Job for the American people yeah, I mean, it's it's so obvious. I don't know how anyone could could stick their head in the sand on this. I mean, this I think the world is wrong by big pharma, big tech. We know it. Big oil, big everything. I mean, look, we talked about the transfer of wealth a couple of minutes ago. That's real. That's that really happened. And it's continuing to happen. And and as my dad would say, um, you know, the poor get poor and the rich get richer. And then we've yeah. lost our middle class in the midst of all this too. even more people, you know, are having trouble paying simply paying their rent, let alone feeding themselves and I don't know it's it's just it's quite a predicament that we've got we've let ourselves get into but I do feel you know there's power in numbers we talk about that we have to stand up to this and not allow it to happen or we could potentially end up with the same scenario of what happened in the Holocaust you know that's why uh, you know that that docuseries tonight is so important that you watch and again I'm going to shout it out here because I have the time it is the five part docuseries starts tonight Monday through Friday 6 p.m. Central Time 7 p.m. Eastern Time about a Holocaust survivor Vera Sharav 
uh, Never Again is now global on CHD TV. Okay, so um, let's move to the next story. And so the next story headline reads, did COVID vaccine injuries influence the FAA's revision of EKG test limits for pilots? Mary, how did the FAA revise the EKG or electrocardiogram test limits for pilots without a public announcement? I mean, our pilots fly all over the world. And it's just my opinion, but I feel like every citizen as well as every country should have been consulted and alerted that they changed the, uh, the re- or revised, I should say, the EKG uh, test limits for pilots. What, what, what are your thoughts and what does the piece expose? Well, it turns out that in October 2022, the Federal Aviation Agency changed its um, test requirements for uh, electrocardiograms. They went from 200 PRs, PR intervals, like how long it takes an electrical impulse to go from one place in the heart to another. They changed it from 200 to 300 milliseconds. It's a 50% increase. And they interview cardiologists here to say that is really scary because, in fact, if you have a 300 millisecond PR, the cardiologists are saying that is an indication that you may later have arrhythmias, a pacemaker, or early death um, from cardiac issues. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's very clear that this change that they did not announce publicly um, is not for safety. And one of the commentators who's written about this, Steve Kirsch, who heads the Vaccine Safety Research uh, Foundation, he says that it appears that this is an accommodation for pilots who have suffered cardiac injury. And the reason that the FAA is permitting them to fly is because there is a growing shortage of pilots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't want to have a mass firing because that would tip off the public that clearly these shots are damaging people. Wow. They are harming So Steve Kirsch is planning to have a roundtable with pilots, with Senator Ron Johnson, who's been on this issue with the High Wire, with a group called U.S. Freedom Flyers. And that's great. This is a scandalous issue, and it needs to be aired. Oh, my gosh, it is. Well, and it makes me think of what happened in the NFL, you know, with with, uh, the Buffalo Bills player and uh, Dar... uh, Demar Hamlin, I think. Yes, thank you, Demar Hamlin, yes. Uh, Yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 24 years old, and that's in 103 years of NFL football that has never happened. You know, and you had players that were brave enough to stand up and say they weren't going to do it. But I think there's a huge cover-up there as well because the NFL mandated, you know, because they're part of the uh, the big wheel of all the big corporations, right? The NFL is a huge business, not only, uh, you know, huge, uh, you know, money makers, but also in Las Vegas as well. I mean, millions and millions of dollars are, are, are bet on every single game in Las Vegas. It's big business worldwide. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I don't know how, they, how, they, how far this is going to go before truly the American people. I mean, we cover these stories, and I don't know how anyone could not listen to this and not be scratching their head and connecting the dots and at least contemplating what's really going on here. But I'm with you. I think that this is just a way to keep them quiet, right, just like the NFL players. It seems that way. Yeah, it really does. Okay, so we are down to the last uh, the last article from the Defender newsletter. Uh, the article. 
Headline reads, did COVID vaccine injuries, inf- oh no, wait, that's wrong one, sorry. Our last story from the Defender reads, exclusive 53-year-old woman details aftermath of COVID vaccine injury. Mary, what is Julie Gamble's story? What did she go through? Uh, it's tragic, Bernadette. So this is a woman who had a great life. She had three grown kids. She had a full-time job. She had one grandchild. She could travel f- freely. And she took two shots in the spring and summer of 2021. And she's sounds like uh, she lost her job, but she's lucky to be alive. She mm-hmm. lives in Ontario, Canada. After the first shot, she got a rash. She had fatigue. She had sweating. She had itching. itching. She had charley horses in her legs. She lost vision in her right eye, but she says she was, quote, guilted into getting the second dose, which Mm -hmm. in and of itself is outrageous. And then she took the second dose. Um, The doctor kind of coerced her, saying, you don't want to kill people. And then she couldn't hold a pen. She had slurred speech. She couldn't swallow. Her muscles started to atrophy. She had what she called brain zaps. Uh, And doctors were terrible. They weren't really interested in her symptoms. They wouldn't give her medical exemptions. Uh, So she's lost everything. And the only real salvation is that she's found online support groups of other people who've been horrifically injured, and they compare notes about how to get better. But this is what's really happening, Bernadette, and this information is being suppressed. It is. And I mean, what about all the medical bills? There was another woman that was on and I had the notes downstairs. I watched her video. Uh, She was on uh, CHD TV. I think I'm trying to think of her name, Uh, but she her story was tragic as well. You know, same thing. And she was a nurse. And yeah, it was. It's the end. Okay, thanks, Jerry. All right. (laughs) Am I on the air? We lost it there. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, All right. (laughs) All right. Everyone, you know what? Go to the Defender. Uh, Go to the Defender at thechildrenshealthdefense.org to look at all these stories and check out uh, Julie Gamble's story. It's tragic. And don't let anyone bully you into getting a, a vaccine that's not safe or effective. Don't feel guilted into it by anyone. It's your health on the line. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life.